0: Welcome to The Property Den with Ken and Glenn. Come and join experienced property investors and mortgage brokers, Ken and Glenn, as they get the answers to the questions you've been waiting to ask. Nothing is off the table as they dive headfirst into all things property related. This is the podcast you never knew you needed, but now you cannot live without. The Property Den with Ken and Glenn. Welcome, Glenn.
1: Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing?
0: Very well. well. Yeah, not too bad. It's exciting, isn't it? Our very first podcast, episode one of hopefully many more to come.
1: I know, slightly nervous, but he will be
0: good. (laughs) (laughs) He says, with a nervous grin. So as people know, this is going to be very much driven by our clients, by people writing in, messaging in about questions, about topics that they feel very passionate about. They want to know the answers they've been struggling to get. So do we have any questions on our very first episode, Glenn?
1: Yes, we do. So we've had a message in from Michael from Leeds. That's a really, really good question, to be fair. And there's loads of people that are asking it at the moment. Will there be a property crash anytime soon? And to be honest, Ken, you are probably the perfect person to give your insight on this area, how experienced you are. Um, so, what do you think?
0: Wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> what
1: a question.
0: What a question <laughs> to get us going. Is there going to be a property crash? Well, first of all, Michael, thanks very much for being the very first person to ask a question on Ken and Glenn in the property den. And what do I think? I think it's such a toughie, isn't it? Because, listen, we've we both, me and Glenn, have been around in the in the market for quite some time. And I'm sure both of us have seen the ups and downs. Uh, you know, the crashes in 2008. It's just one example I was around when the crash happened way back in the 90s. I got a five-year fixed rate with an interest rate of 15%. Um, And I thought I was living the dream. I thought it was fantastic. But my property was only around 25 grand at the time. I think the problem that people have got at the moment is that property prices and what people have been buying has been so much higher and have been people, you know, people been pushing a little bit too hard and maybe buying properties that maybe are really not that comfortable from a financial point of view. Do I think, though, that there is going to be a crash? I don't think there is. I don't. I mean, everybody's talking about maybe a 10% rebalance in the market, Glenn. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know if you're hearing top. that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there's there's loads of numbers being thrown around, but that seems to be the general. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, look, let's let's take that as an example. So,
0: um, I mean, I live in London, and Glenn's not that far away from me in Essex, mm-hmm. and property prices in our localities are, are a bit more heavy than maybe if you're down in Wales or up in Yorkshire or in the Midlands. But if we took a five hundred thousand pound property, and there was a ten percent balance rebalance in the market. That's a 50 grand reduction. So mm. is 450 a fair price for a property or do we think that it needs to come down further? I really don't know the answer. I don't think there's going to be a property crash. I think the demand
1: is starting to
0: pick up now. Are you seeing momentum coming back in the market, Glenn?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the the higher rates and stuff, which obviously had a big impact, so, you know, I think that's become the new normal. Um and yeah, at the end of the day, it it comes back to supply and demand. That I'm seeing, you know, people still want somewhere to live, people still want to buy, and I think as long as there's people that want to do that, it is going to hold the market strong. Obviously, no one's got a crystal ball, um, but I think you know it goes back to what's affordable for you and in in your area. That's my yeah. opinion anyway. Yeah,
0: I agree. I mean, we're going to have some special guests coming in over the course of the few next few weeks. And I know that we've got uh, an estate agent that we know is very keen to come on and share their views. And I'm sure they will be a really interesting person to have on board uh, because they're going to give a view from obviously a buying and selling perspective. Uh, We obviously see the rates. We see what the market's doing from our side of things. But I think it'd be really good to have someone like that come in. But Michael, thank you very much for your question. Uh, and as I say, I don't think there is gonna be a massive property crash. I think in certain locations, there may even be increases. So watch this space. I think that the market is starting to become a little bit more buoyant now, so it may change. Okay, great. So moving on, we have a question for you, Glen. Yes, your turn. So Elaine has uh, messaged in. Uh, Elaine from London. Elaine, thank you very much for this. And it's it's very topical, this. She's asking, should she buy now? Or a bit like we were just saying with Michael, should she wait? Is there going to be a crash? And she's pretty scared about the base rate because she keeps seeing it going up and up and up. And she's worried about what is this mortgage actually going to cost if she does get it. So should she buy now? Should she wait?
1: And what's the deal with interest rates? It's a great question. And it is that million dollar question that everyone asks. But I think sometimes you just really need to drill it down to is it affordable for you, Elaine? You know, and. What type of property are you looking to buy? What is your budget? Have you spoken to a mortgage professional? Um, You know, have you spoken to your bank? And go through all of the options. Because I think you you get people sometimes where they will wait, 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 and there's going to be a crash or, you know, interest rates are going to go down. They may go up. And I think sometimes waiting could be the worst thing for you to do um, because there may not be a crash, you know. It's a it's a funny market at the moment where Bank of England base rate currently from recording this video is going up, but mortgage rates are now starting to go down. So, you know, yeah, I do think you think do you
0: think that surprises people because they keep hearing the news about the base rate rising base rates rising and in the news, obviously, a little while ago, it was all about mortgage rates, wasn't it? How high they were going. Yeah. And now that actually the opposites are happening and you don't hear anything, do you? Good news doesn't travel well with the news.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I just think, you know, everyone's got to stay in their same lane in in their own lane, shall I say, and, you know, focus on themselves. And it all comes down to affordability, budget. And as you mentioned earlier on, Ken, you know, don't stretch yourself too much, because if you do that, then that's the point where you can get unstuck if there was you know, uh, an increase in rate, it might not be affordable for you. And that can have a huge detrimental effect to your lifestyle and, and the roof over your head. So I think the main thing, Elaine, is to just focus on the numbers. Can you afford it? You know, can you afford in your area and even maybe look a bit further afield? You know, is that going to be more realistic? Um, I guess the it's a really great question, but it comes down to what you feel comfortable yeah. with.
0: Yeah, great. Thanks, Glenn. I agree. I think um, all the points you've hit upon there are, are the ones that I would be telling my clients uh, for sure when they're asking that question. You just, nobody's got that crystal ball. If it's the right time, if it's the right price for you, then, you know, maybe now is the time. And maybe you'll ruin it if you leave it because actually, you know, we could have a switch in the market, prices could start rocketing, and you wish you did buy. You know, that's the yeah. thing, isn't it? You just never yeah. know.
1: Okay, Ken. So have we got time for one more question?
0: You know what, Glenn? It's our very first podcast. I think they deserve it. Let's go for it. One more. What is it?
1: Okay. So Alan has sent a message in and he has asked that real important question. Is it worth using a mortgage broker? I mean, what's the difference between using a mortgage broker than going direct to the bank? And I think it's a fantastic question. Can you add some value on it?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a question that we get a lot as brokers, isn't it? Uh, and I'm I'm going to stop using the word broker because I, I truly, I mean, I've heard a few people say this, and I'm, I'm sure you'll agree.
1: Yeah.
0: It's advisors. We're advisors. You know, mm-hmm. we advise on what we believe to be the right choice for the, the client. It's still always going to be the client's choice. Brokers are just brokering deals. And I think we are, we're better than that. And I think that's where we add value. And I've worked in a bank. Glenn's worked in a bank and as much as we would probably tell you we didn't i think if we reflect back we probably were a little bit of an order taker rather Mm. than an advisor we didn't have a load of products to sell we had our individual banks and we promoted their products because they're the only products we were allowed to advise on so if you came and sat down with me in the bank i'm going to be telling you about my bank's products my bank's life insurance my bank's home insurance And everything will be my bank, my bank. And I think what we add value to is, is my bank the right bank for you? And genuinely, you know, we we, we have to sell our products. Obviously, we do. But when we're an advisor in the mortgage and protection market, what we are doing is we are looking at everybody's deal. Anybody that we're allowed to look at, and let's be honest about it, we don't have access to absolutely every single deal on the planet, but we've got a very good choice. I mean, you've got all the the lenders that you know, the household names, your Halifaxers Nationwide, NatWest, you know, and we've got people that you probably never heard of before, you know, the Pepper Moneys, the, the Newcastle yeah. Building Societies, all the weird yeah. and wonderful. And it's a real we, comprehensive
1: range, yeah, isn't it? Real comprehensive.
0: Yeah. And we offer a choice, don't we? We're offering clients more choice. And the key thing is, to get that choice, they're sitting still with one person. So you go to the bank, you sit with one person, you get one lender's deal. You sit down with one advisor, broker, and we are giving them a load of deals, you know, a two-year, three-year, five-year fixes, 10-year fixes, if you so wish. We're looking at a, a plethora of different banks. But more importantly, we're looking at you, the client, individually, and we're saying, look, based on your criteria, what your needs are, specific to you. And I love that word, bespoke. Bespoke, I think, really, it's all about tailoring. Yeah, we are tailoring a product that is right for you. We're not just saying, you're a, you're a square peg, here's a round hole, and we're going to bash you into it, because that's all we've got. We've got triangle holes, we've got star holes, we've got mm. circle holes, you know, mm. we've got whole <laughs> it sounds wrong, doesn't it? We've got so many holes, so many lenders, <laughs> so many products, but the key person at the heart of it obviously is going to be our client. I don't know what your take is on any of that, because I didn't give you a chance to say anything then.
1: <laughs> no, that's fine. I mean, you know, it's, it's one of them things where y- you need to be comfortable so, you know, if you go to your bank and you're comfortable with the advisor in there and you're happy with them products, then that's absolutely fine, you know. But also, if you if you want a comprehensive range and you think, actually, like Ken said, my case is maybe a little bit quirky or my income may be a little bit different or your, you know, credit file and your credit history, you know, we can factor all of them things in before you even click the button to apply. So, you know, it's about picking the right broker. Or advisor or bank and making sure it fits for you again at the end of the day you've got to be comfortable it's really important to build a relationship with that person because they're helping you with the biggest financial decision of your life and you know I think you need someone that you can pick up the phone to and trust to uh to run with that
0: yeah I agree and the other thing is for most banks obviously they operate on banking hours um, and you'd be going in, sitting within banking hours more often than not, and spending quite a lot of time in one room with somebody, or maybe on the phone these days with modern banking. But with us, you know, we've got a bit more degree of flexibility. We can work around the parameters of hours for clients if need be. So, depending on the broker of choice, you know, there are there are you know ways to sort of make it easier for you and make that journey a little less painful. I would I would think.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. All totally right. Agree.
0: Brilliant. Fantastic. So I think we've got through quite a lot of questions and I think you eloquently brought back me from the brink <laughs> and uh, yeah, and made that much more uh, understandable for Alan. So thanks for that. Then that's appreciated. So we have come to the end of our very first podcast. So I think we should sign off. So it's goodbye from Ken. And goodbye from Glenn. Goodbye.